Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, the IVF podcast that is uh, still going. Somehow, here we are, day 950. God, we might even be beyond that. Day 4,000, still one baby. Yep. Uh, You're Matt, I'm Dory. Yeah, they know that. They might not. (laughs) They can put it together, I think. Well, maybe. This is the first episode you're listening to, welcome. Go check out the back catalog, it's immense. (laughs) It is. It is massive. If you want to hear, uh, you know, five rounds, three transfers, chemical pregnancy, septum surgery, septum surgery, uh, me not liking the doctor, Dory finally agreeing, three transfers in, what? two transfer, one transfer in, one transfer in. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> How many rounds though? Two retrievals. There you go. Look, he gave us Henry. So he did. Here we are. 
Uh, what's the update this week? You did? Did you go see DKB this week, Doctor Kelly Beck, our our, our our fertility doctor? No, I went to see my primary care doctor. Your PCD. My PCD. My my, my PCP actually. They I call know, it. but you said doctor. I so did. I just made it work for you. I did. Thank you. You're um, welcome. Yeah, there's like a huge list of tests that I needed to do. There's a smaller list of tests that you need to do. Mm-hmm. Someday I'll do them. Um, like every STD, um, my thyroid. Uh, I mean, because it's been so long since we did a round, we have to start yeah. over. Like my MMR titers. Um, I had to get a pap smear. I have to get a mammogram. That's the only thing on the list that I haven't done. Um but I go to one medical, which is like a, it's a, I don't know, I guess a startup-y doctor's it's, office it's the, it's, chain. It's the Target Superstore of doctor's offices. I love it. You can get same-day appointments. This is basically an ad for one medical, but so hashtag not an not, ad. They're not a sponsor. Um, I did all my lab tests there. I got my pap smear there. They couldn't do my mammogram, but seems like a big thing that they couldn't do. Mammograms are done at special, like, radiolo- like there's special I know, but like, places. why wouldn't they have a radiologist on staff? In, like, because they just, do, they just do, like, internal medicine. <clears throat> they don't do any specialized medicine, so you, you can't go to, like, a dermatologist there. So it's really not, like, a Target Superstore. No, it's like a Target City. Because like if city you're, target. like, at Target Superstore, they would have mammograms. Yeah, it's a, it's a city Target. I see. So it's not a Kaiser Permanente. No, it's not an HMO. Well, there you go. So many words. So, so, many, many, letters, acronyms. so many acronyms. Um, yeah, and I got all my results back. Yeah, already? That's good. Everything all, is normal. Everything's the same as it was when we started. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, my vitamin D was normal. Actually, I think my the very, when we first, first started, my vitamin D was low. And since then, I've taken vitamin D supplements. You've also had a far, uh, I would say, a nine hundred percent increase in milk consumption because we rarely ever had it. True. Yeah. In fact, I think I had stopped drinking milk for a long time. Yeah. Um, that is true. I forgot about that. I drink whole milk now. Full fat dairy is the bomb. Sure. Sometimes it makes my tummy rumbly. It does. So you know, then my butt gets rumbly. So it does. So we've, and then the I, whole house stinks. I, I've decided that I I do some lactate when possible. Yeah. Does, um, does that seem to help? I don't know. Okay. I mean, it does seem to help, but I'm like, oh, I also didn't order like a weird burrito from <laughs> and leave it out for five hours from downtown. Yeah. To have it postmated anyway. Uh. Okay. So that's that. That's that. And I've the, been putting on the estrogen patches. Those started on Monday. So. I have, I mean, I've done, you know, I've done some podcasts. I have nothing to update anybody on, really. Made some headway in Dory's office here. Yeah. Got rid of some stuff. Got, uh. We're almost, I mean, it's almost there. I guess The outside is, though, you know. It's turned into one of those yards or driveways, rather, that, like, if American Pickers was still on, maybe it is still on, and they drove by our house and, our, and they could see our driveway, they'd be like, 
oh, we got to stop here. They probably got some quality old stuff for sale. <laughs> it looks like a junkyard. <laughs> it really looks like a junkyard. It, it drives, drives me, me crazy. crazy. Whoa. It drives me crazy. But because Dory sometimes is, she keeps weird things. And I'm just like, what are we doing? Why? Why? If you want to come to the beach with us and nine people, we have enough chairs for you. Welcome. What about the table outside that is like your work table that you have never cleaned up? I threw out everything that was trash on there. But it yesterday. still looks yesterday I did it that. still looks dirty. Well, it's stained. It's never going to not be stained because mm. I painted on it and stained on it. Mm-hmm. And it's a plastic table mm-hmm. that needs a tablecloth. Mm-hmm. Really needs to be put away mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm. Anyway, went to our old house to uh, supposedly rented it. So that's news, everybody. Yeah. And uh, went up into the attic crawl space to get the uh, Christmas decorations. It was the last thing that we left there. And uh, guess what? They were gone. Yep. Our Christmas tree, our Christmas ornaments, our Hanukkah decorations, our menorah. Gone. Gone. Not like, I mean, weirdly too, like, not even all of it. That's the That was the extra annoying part. Like, they left like one ornament box that had been opened and sort of gone through and there was like one ornament left. <laughs> so weird very depressing i was very sad about it it was a real bummer i was like all the memories are gone i mean sure i mean they're not that many memories but like certainly all of dory and i's christmases together yeah and henry's first christmas and the ornaments my mother got us and the ornaments that we purchased in various places like the ornament we got in london that we got on our honeymoon, that's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the ornaments we got, like Disney, those gone. It's really, I would describe it as uh, upsetting to the max. Thank you for listening to me. Go on and on about Christmas decorations. Now, here's the deal. Who do I blame? I don't know, because really, I probably should have gotten them much sooner. Uh, so it was like a little bit of laziness that kicked in there, but silly me was like, well, we're paying rent on this house. No one's going to go into the crawl space when they rent it. They'll have to get the keys from us. So, you know, I'll do it then. And I would, I did, we did it wrong. Everybody. (laughs) Well, they had contractors in to like paint. Um, yeah, so but there were probably... contractors that we knew, like they, they'd done work on the house before we naively assumed they were trustworthy, but I mean, I don't, you know, I'm just like torn between like what the hell they got rid of or what the hell they just threw. Cause if they honest to God, if they just threw everything out, I'm not mad at them because they, you know, went to a house and they're told like, okay, you know, the old tenants moved out. Da, 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 da. So they, you know, getting rid of stuff and throwing it out. No, but like they clearly took stuff. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to give them the benefit uh, of the doubt. Because they left, they left stuff and then other stuff was missing. Yeah. It's real weird. So it was kind of a bummer. Real, real weird. 
So they're probably off somewhere right now having a great Christmas with emergency water nearby, some first aid stuff, and you know they're ready for an earthquake and Christmas. So thanks, guys and gals, whoever was there. Yeah. Now we have to like rebuild our ornament collection. I mean, look, that, that that's a fun activity. Maybe Henry can pick some out. You know, we were yeah. we were, were pretty maxed out on ornaments anyway. That's true. Okay, I like that you're reframing the narrative, as we say on Although, Forever Thirty Five. I did spend a lot of time on eBay trying to re- reacquire the uh, Star Trek ornaments that I had as a child that my mother wouldn't let me take because they were hers. Don't you think we can find them? Yes, I can find them again, but now I have to find them again. That's the problem. It's annoying. Yeah. It is annoying. These aren't ornaments. Nope. What? Honey, don't search eBay while we're doing a podcast. All right. I was just curious. I was like, maybe it'll just I'll go do it. Show up. Um we're recording this on on Saturday night. Tomorrow yeah. is Father's Day. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about your second Father's Day? Uh, I mean, I'm just like not ready for it. You know, a lot of stuff needs to get done, and I don't, I don't, I don't know where the time's gonna be, where it's gonna come from. But yeah, it'll be nice to have a day that Henry remembers me, or like knows you, recognizes me as yeah. a, as more than a shapeless mass yeah he wasn't even two months at, at the first father's day mm-hmm. his little blob yep now he's pooping sleeping blob now he's a pooping running yelling machine <laughs> he just runs through the house yelling for Bo. yeah it's funny you heard Bo barking when we were in the playroom with the door closed he's like bah bah <laughs> and when Bo's eating or drinking, Bo, Bo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, Henry, Bo is eating. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh that's sort of that's I mean, look, again, upset about the ornaments. But they're certainly I can track them down again. I remember most of them. So I mean, you'll have to get a replacement Diet Coke ornament. I, literally, that one popped into my head when I was thinking about them. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just thinking I got to get, get the Defiant, the Enterprise, the Enterprise D, the Enterprise D from the finale of uh, TNG with three nacelles on it, the Shuttlecraft that talks with Leonard Nimoy's voice. Oh, we got to get the Ghostbusters ornaments. The Ecto One. <sighs> the Beatles Love Ornament. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll have to get that in Vegas. <laughs> Everything just turned around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my clumsy Whoa. wife just clumsily knocked over a microphone. Matt didn't realize that I was clumsy. We've it's been amazing. together She's for like not, six years. I've just never seen someone injure themselves so much. Or uh, like, you know, even when you tell them, be careful for the thing, they are. But that thing that I told them to be careful for affects them in a different clumsy way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Look, I own it. Sure. I, I'm just, um, I'm, ha- look, it's fascinating to me, but I suppose I'm, I'm not that clumsy. I'm kind of just like a, like a bull in a china shop. Yeah. In a different way. 
Uh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, Henry had a long FaceTime with uh, his, uh, my parents and two of his three cousins, two of his four cousins. On um, your side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. But, she has eight cousins. Yeah, Sebastian, who's my brother's uh, son, who was very light-haired for the first five years of his life, is now jet black and looks like my brother. Oh, interesting. So maybe Henry will... Yes. ...turn jet black. That's what I'm saying. Is Sebastian's skin tone your skin tone? Yeah, I mean, but, you know, his mother was Colombian. And his father's me, so... Mm. <laughs> you know, not going to be very pale. Right. So I'm I'm just saying like Henry might not look exactly like you down the road cuz he's very pale. Yeah. But he might get darker hair. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, he was born with dark hair. We'll see, guys. It's all going to pan out. So listen to season 17 of this podcast <laughs> to find out. God help us. Find out if Henry's hair got any darker. <laughs> Apparently looks like it's just highlighted. It, it does look like he has really nice highlights. I'm kind of jealous of his highlights, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, those highlights take like... His highlights would take probably like four hours. Wow. And it's all natural. Can you believe it, everyone? <laughs> yeah. He's a lucky child. I took him to a park today. You said you were just taking him for a drive. I don't know that I would have been on board with the park thing. He didn't get close to anyone. Mm, sure. Look, you do what you do. I thought he needed to run around. And I'll do what I do. You don't leave the house. That's right. I take it seriously. I do too. It's not like I took him to the mall or the grocery store. You mean look. I took him to a large grassy park where he didn't get close to anyone. So says you. I don't know what close is to you. This is close. Mm. The way we're sitting right now is close. He didn't get six feet from anyone. Okay. Um, honey. Yes. I think we should probably go to break real quick. And okay. And then come back and hit some emails. That sounds like a good Should we plan. tell people how they can email us before the break? Oh, yes, we should. Um, you can email us at doryandmatt at gmail.com or mattanddoryandgmail.com. And please call us at 413-461-BABY. We only got one voicemail this week. We only got one voicemail this week. So y'all need to... Mail us more voices. Uh, (laughs) Also, if you're international and don't feel like calling the phone number, then just record something on your phone and send it to us in an email as a voice memo. Yes. Excellent quality sound there. Yes. Thank you for mentioning that. All right. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? 
Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, so we're back. We're a little light on the email load, but what's first? Um, we have a report from someone who used the Zymont chip. Oh, good, because I'm so confused by it. Well, she doesn't have many details, but she does say, we did Zymot after having a lot of issues and multiple cycles and are now 29 weeks pregnant after a Hail Mary fresh transfer of a non-PGS tested embryo. Congrats. Do it. Rooting for you. Love you guys. You were integral to my IVF survival. Two people, one sixty-five pound, thirteen-year-old rescue pup in eighteen in an eighteen hundred square foot condo in Chicago. Uh, thanks for the uh, vote of confidence on the Zymot chip. I'm also surprised at how many of our listeners share their square footage with large animals. Many do, or um, medium animals, or multiple cats. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people have pets. I think it's like a lot of people who want to have babies have pets and they go, oh, we'll try the pet first. Okay. I mean, I feel like that's what happened to us. Kind of. Bo, you had a Christmas ornament too. That's gone. Oh, buddy. It's okay. We'll get you another one, pal. Okay. 
Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Amy. Um, all right. This is from Betty. Hello, Betty. Hi, Dory and Matt. Just wanted to say, first of all, my AFC antral follicle count. Oh. Also increased, not American Football Conference. Sure, yeah. Uh, also increased after having a child. Mine used to be zero to two follicles per month because I have severe diminished ovarian reserve. Mm-hmm. But after having a baby, I started consistently having an AFC of seven. Wow. I have no explanation. Sometimes it's like the body is like, mm, okay, we figured that out. Yeah. Let's do that again. I mean, my body was probably like, it's been almost 40 years. We didn't think you were going to do anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also wanted to comment about Your you. body's rude. It is, honestly. I also wanted to comment about you not microwaving in plastic anymore. This took me by surprise because I think I had assumed you two were already following the book. It starts with the egg. It seems to have a cult following with infertile people, but maybe that's mostly women with diminished ovarian reserve. Did we ever even read that? Did you read that? No. No. Me I was I was worried it would make me too crazy. Ah, reasonable. The book prescribes... <laughs> so instead you did a podcast where you hear from uh, thousands of people. Correct. Okay. The book prescribes a whole routine that includes eliminating plastics, parabens, phthalates, etc. from cleaning supplies, health and beauty, and cooking supplies. Hmm. It also advises an evidence-based supplement regimen of antioxidants and vitamins and ubiquinol for both partners. Maybe this will help Matt's sperm a little. Did you take your supplements today? You know, I haven't yet. Do you want to go do that? Um, Not right now. We're doing a podcast. Um, I'm currently pregnant with my second healthy child. I've had five ectopic slash miscarriages. And I can't say it was 100% following this book for the last few years, but I think it had to have helped. My AMH is 0.04, which is often considered undetectable. For the record, I also used Cerevital, which is said to be a precursor for human growth hormone because I read that REs have been advising other women to take this and it does something good for embryo DNA. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Oh, boy. (laughs) Ditto, by the way. We aren't either. Betty in 1,500 square feet in Fairfield, Connecticut with a two-year-old girl, a husband, an ancient cat. See? To your point. Yeah. And a mountain of Amazon boxes we ignore in the garage. Oh, you and me both. I have, it takes me every week, I honestly spend about 45 minutes to an hour, literally razor with a box cutter, cutting down the boxes to fit into the recycling bin. So what happens is throughout the week, I dump them like, Sometimes they get piled up in the house, which I don't love. And then, you know, what I've been doing now is like, and telling Dory to do the same thing. She listens sometimes. Just put them out next to the recycling bin. And then on my Wednesday or Thursday, cut down. They're right there. Sometimes, although today, this is a little uh, off topic. Go on. I like an off topic. Uh, Oh, and I I, I should tell you this. So, oh boy! Here's the here's how this works. So we have we have two recycling bins at the house. Thanks to me, I got us a second recycling bin. Yes. Uh, so one recycling bin I use for boxes that you know I essentially what I'm saying is keep throwing boxes into the one on the right until okay. until it fills up. Okay. Don't have to worry about breaking them down. I'll handle all that. All right. If if it's full. Yep. Then you can put it to the left side of the recycling bins. Okay. The other recycling bin yep. we can use for the household recycling that uh-huh. is bottles and such. Yes. Okay. So that bin will just be that. And the Should other we label bin, them? Well, I thought about it, but then I'm like, are we weird? No, I think that's a good, I think that's a good plan. Um, and the other one 
will just be the household one because we, you know, now we're going through so much like uh, milk for Henry and cans and cans and such cardboard from like household cardboard plastic that will never microwave in. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I like that. That's my recycling code. Um, That reminded me of something. It's Father's Day, everybody. We didn't manage to finish the podcast yesterday. No, we did not. We did start it, though. I've been just in a cleaning frenzy for some reason. That's how I've spent Father's Day. (laughs) Vacuuming, mopping up stuff. Tell them about your shirt. Dory got an adorable set of shirts for Henry and I. I have a a pizza with a slice missing, and Henry is the slice. (laughs) I saw it, and I was like, aww. This is perfect. So I'm currently wearing it. I believe Henry's still in his. Yeah, he is. He's and finally he's finally napped. It took him 50 minutes to finally fall asleep. And he's been laying down and asleep for... Five Ready minutes? for this, everyone? Four minutes and 10 seconds. Oh. <laughs> I started a timer. Oh, okay. Um, I also got Matt a pair of socks with Henry's face yes. on them that say number one dad. Which I was like, I love them. But I also am like, well, what about Popo? He's still here. I know, but I thought you should have a pair of just Henry. Then I should also have a pair of just bows. Fine. I will accept your late Father's Day gift uh, at a TBD date. I also have to tell everyone (laughs) that I actually got Matt a third present and a card, Mm -hmm. but I was hiding everything in the top drawer of my dresser. Meanwhile, there's like 800 places she could hide things and I would never find them. And... Although she's right. I would never go into her dresser. Right. It was a photo book that slipped and fell behind the drawers in the dresser. And I thought, okay, no problem. I'll just take the drawer out. Lo and behold, this stupid dresser, the drawers don't come out. So I was like, I mean, my only other option now is to unscrew the drawers and and try to get them, then try to get them back in, which I think Uh, I can do. uh, uh, Don't worry about this. I can probably get the drawers out. But it was, it's a really. I haven't taken a swing at it yet. It's a really cute book. Well, I look forward to seeing it. I hope it doesn't get slammed up by the drawer though and like ruined. So I don't. I'm going to take a look. I heard it drop like straight down. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take a look when we're done with the podcast and take my supplements. I just felt bad because I was like, oh, it's so classic me. It is. Again, I get, you guys remember from yesterday's <laughs> recording, which is all of today's episode, Dory is a little bit of a klutz. I was like, I get Matt this great gift, and then he has to... <laughs> take apart a dresser. Take apart a dresser to access it. Oh, but that actually reminded me of something else. On a scale of one to ten, Yeah. how surprised were you that I put together the hammock myself? Ten being the most surprised, one being like, "No, oh, I thought you were. I just thought you were going to do it anyway." Seven. Yeah, you were pretty surprised. Yeah, it was a seven. Yeah. And I was really glad you didn't ask me, honestly. Yeah. Because I was like, I, I, I do so much around here, you know, uh, manual labor wise, that I uh, I'm delighted that that was off my plate. So thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. What I got you is I put together the hammock I bought. And what I got you is I (laughs) did the dishes, swept the floor, mopped the floor, vacuumed everything, got tidied up a bunch, and uh, I'm not done yet. And you did laundry. I'm starting to do laundry, yeah. So. 
Happy Father's Day to me. Happy Father's Day, Matt. All right. It's from Michelle. Acts of service. That's my love language. Hello, Shafriros. This is Michelle from Eastern North Carolina. I'm 27. My husband is 38. We have been trying to conceive for almost three years. My OBGYN ordered some fertility testing after a year and found my husband had zero sperm count. Oh, my God. Zero sperm count. Azospermia. Some family emergencies came up that postponed fertility studies and treatment for two years. So now here we are trying to figure out what the hell is happening. Of note, Hubs has a 17-year-old son. Mm -hmm. He is a military veteran who guarded nuclear weapons. Oh, my goodness. And did two tours in Iraq after his son was conceived. He was medically discharged from service when he developed type 1 diabetes while in Iraq, and his diabetes has been well-controlled since. My doctor, my husband's endocrinologist, and two urologists with the VA believe the azospermia has been caused by nuclear weapon exposure and or other chemical exposure while in service. Yikes. This is evidenced by his endocrine panel showing he has elevated follicle-stimulating hormone, FSH, which is a hormone secreted by the pituitary gland to make a male's testicles produce sperm, and his testicular ultrasound showing only a small varicocele on one side. So Mm. far, everything is pointing to a diagnosis of non-obstructive azospermia. He just had another appointment with a urologist at a fertility clinic, and all labs and repeat semen analysis show elevated FSH, normal testosterone, and zero sperm. It is extremely difficult to find information regarding male infertility caused by nuclear weapon exposure. Yeah, and I'm I would wondering it is. if any listeners have experience with this. That is a great fucking signal. Yeah. That is a DEFCON one if she, signal. I mean, I don't, maybe they don't want to go down this path, but I wonder if it's also worth talking to a lawyer. Uh, I feel like when you sign up for the military. Well, but like all those people who like Agent Orange, they didn't sign up for that. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Interesting, interesting. Let's also, put- my grandfather, you know, there was a whole thing where people my grandfather's age got breast cancer because the water at their at Quantico was contaminated. Wild. Yeah. So like, I don't think just because you sign up for the military means that you are signing up to be like... No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that there's probably some uh, pretty good legal language in there. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. Maybe they've already done this. Anyway, okay. Also, I'd like some advice on how to discuss next steps with my husband. His urologist recommended varicocele repair, but said there's only about a 30% chance it would help him produce sperm, and it would only be enough sperm to do IVF, not IUI. Neither of us think this surgery is worth his time or pain with those odds. I've heard mm. stories of success with microtessy, which from my understanding is where the surgeon looks at the testicles microscopically to biopsy areas that look like they may be healthy enough to have at least a few immature sperm. Any listeners with success stories with microtessy? I'm at the point where I just want to be a mother and it makes no difference to me if my child is genetically related to me. My husband feels differently. I want a plan in place for when it's determined that my husband can't have any more children, but he feels like I'm, quote, rushing it. I've tried asking if he would feel more comfortable with a sperm donor and raising a child that was half genetically mine or adopting an embryo so that the child or children wouldn't be genetically related to any of us. He just responds, I don't know. That's not something I think I would know unless I were put in either situation. I try to explain to him that he won't be put in either situation without getting on board with either option. We are both open to traditional adoption, but this option is stupid expensive. I just want a plan in place that we can move on to quickly instead of waiting several more years to make a decision, then getting on a waiting list for embryos or adopt an infant. 
I understand that it must be tough for him to know he likely can't have more children, but I just want him to talk about it instead of leaving me guessing what he is think- feeling and mm. thinking. Interesting. There's a lot to unpack in this email, and I apologize if it's rambling. I appreciate the podcast as it gives me something other than my own anxious thoughts to listen to on my hour commute. From a nurse on a COVID unit, married to a cop in a small town, living in 1,400 square feet with a two-pound Yorkie, a 15-pound calico cat, and a 65-pound chocolate lab. Again, to your point. Love the dogs. <laughs> uh, interesting. Well, look, I'll say, I'll say just outright that he's not. Most people that like are sure they don't want a non-genetically related child are just like, no. Mm. You know what I mean? And he's not, he's not shutting the door on it. No, what he's saying is like, I really don't want to think about this right now. Yeah, that's I'd like to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, when I do have to think about this, I will give it thought. Mm-hmm. So I would is say. Is that how you think? No, I mean, no, because I always think about a hundred steps ahead of, right. you know, I always go down worst case scenario road. Right, right, right. At the corner of anxious and tired. Um, so, yeah, so I would say that. The second thing I would say is uh, the varicacy thing is, it is an outpatient thing. And, you know, we discussed it for me. But the percentage increase in the sperm count, we were doing IVF anyway. So it was a different situation. Now, if I was in the situation of 30% chance, I'd be grudgingly go like, fine. Yeah. And then I'd do it. I'd get that done and then take a look. So, you know, in order to move forward... I think for your husband, you probably you probably need to take a couple steps forward, and that would that would that would seemingly be a putting out the signal. B considering this thirty percent chance to at least get some sperm for IVF. Yeah. And uh, C. Uh, freeze your eggs. Oh, interesting. And then, you know, he can take a little more time. Um, I also want to suggest counseling for both of you. Uh, Therapy's great. I think that would help. Here, here. Um, The other thing I just want to say is that I feel like we're definitely going to get emails that say adoption doesn't necessarily have to be expensive. And I just want to put that out there. Right. Um, I, I think if you are trying to adopt a newborn, it is expensive, but there are other ways to adopt that are not expensive. That might not be an option for you or something you don't want to do, but I, I, I just want to, uh, I feel like I just need to make it clear that yes. adoption is not always expensive. Right. Okay. I'll tell you what is always expensive. IVF. Thank you. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break. Guys, we're going to be our See you real soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. You know, one time on Forever 35, I said... We're back. I said, okay, we are B. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know, it's really about <laughs> syllables. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, people thought that was very funny. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, all are, right. We are RB. <laughs> um, all right. We're going to play a voicemail. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. This is Penny from Massachusetts. I... I'm out on a walk on a beautiful day here. It's sunny, low humidity, and I had to pause the pod and call because I wanted to talk about two things. Um, I have two boys. We had IVF for both of them, and they don't look anything like each other. Um, and they are also very much our own biological kids. My older son looks a lot like me, um, and my younger son looks exactly like my husband. And so he, my younger one is much darker, has very different features. And when he was a baby and I was out and about with him, I had many people comment and say, oh my goodness, uh, it's a beautiful baby. Where did you adopt him from? Oh, wow. And forget the fact that I was a little rude, but I had to say, nope, this one's all mine. Um, so, yes, we, you can have two biological children, and they can look completely different. Um, and, you know, they're fine with it. Um, they're happy. They're healthy. And, um, yeah, my older one's a teenager now. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say is, I am an only child, and I hated it. Mm. I hated, hated, hated being an only child. All I wanted was to have a sibling. Um, and so even when I found out that we would have to do IVF, and I had a unicorn of uterus, which means I had only half a uterus, we still gambled and tried for a second child and were lucky and blessed to have one uh, because I just didn't want my son to be alone like me. Now, when they grow up, if they don't like each other, they have a choice to not talk to each other. But I never got that choice. I was alone and um, most of my parents have passed on and it was one of the hardest things to go through alone, not having to be able to share it. So that's, uh, that's you know just my little thing. Um, so, um, thank you so much for the pod. I love it. And, um, good luck with everything. Thank you. Oh, and I am in 4,000 square feet next to Worcester. Nice. Two, two kids. Yeah. No mention of animals. No mention of animals. Hmm. <laughs> really thought the other thing, like the second thing she was going to say was about Brookline's apartment situation. Um, <laughs> Well, that was a that was a very good POV to have. Yeah, I feel like we haven't gotten that POV 
precisely. No, we haven't. Uh, that often. It does, although it does tick a lot of the boxes you were talking about. Um, but, you know, look, interesting perspective. It will obviously be taken under advisement. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I'd have a second one just to see if it could tan. I mean, <laughs> that what it, we we could have a second one who has your exact coloring, or looks exactly like Henry, or looks exactly like Henry. But like you know, my sister's kids don't really look alike. Mm, disagree. Like they resemble. You can tell they're related. Yeah. But like, her youngest child looks exactly like her. Mm-hmm. And her oldest child is like more of a combo of the two of them, I think. Yeah. Well, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows what 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 will happen? That's why the podcast exists, <laughs> so people can find out what happens <laughs> in our lives <laughs> when two people stop being polite, <laughs> start getting real. Yeah. Um, miss that show. Uh, okay. This is from Aaron. Hey, Matt and Dory, I'm a few episodes behind. Wanted to give you some input on the only child versus sibling debate. This is a pretty crazy story, but for 34 years of my life, I was an only child. I always knew I had a half sister, but did not have contact with the dad we share. He peaced out when I was born. And in the last one and a half years, I found my sister. Life as an only child was pretty boring, but fortunately, my mom kept me busy with a ton of activities, so I was entertained enough. But going through fertility treatments, six failed IUIs, and one successful round of IVF, while getting to know my sister, who happens to live in the city I grew up in, has been amazing. We have a ton in common, and I now have a niece and nephew who are conceived by IUIs, as she and her wife needed to use a sperm donor. My life has been forever changed for the better by having my sister in my life. She even just threw us a baby shower. Our IVF baby is due August 26th. I honestly can say life with a sibling is a million times better and just had to share my wacky experience of having lived both sides of this debate. We're hopeful one of the seven embryos we have on ice will be a sibling to our babe. Can't wait to hear what you decide. Best of luck to the both of you on your journey. Love, Aaron. Living in a very tiny home in Plymouth, Michigan with 900 and square, 940 square feet, one hubby, and a very loud cat. Mm. Uh yeah, but I think you got the best part of it. I was thinking that like, too. You know what? I'll just have this mom to myself situation, and then uh, when I get old enough and need some uh, logical discussion and companionship, uh, oh, boom! All of a sudden, sibling. <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of did get the best of both worlds. Although, you know, who knows? Maybe she was lonely growing up. Although she says she wasn't. She said her mom kept her in a lot of activities. Anyway, lovely story. Thank you for sharing it. And best of luck with your uh, IVF baby. Here, here. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. Another email. Whoa, what just happened? Um, okay. She's clumsy even when she types. Shh. Guys, it's, it's ridiculous. Shh. Thank God you write and aren't like some sort of uh, builder of, of tiny clocks like that woman that emailed us about clocks. Oh, yeah, the clock kit? Yeah. That... I had no interest in that. I feel like you would honestly not get through the clock situation. Uh, it did not interest me. I'm just saying I don't. It didn't interest you because you're clumsy. I'm not that clumsy. I would not do great with it either. Yeah. I Let's mean, be honest. just because 
I'm not clumsy. I'm more of like a brute. Mm. <laughs> I break a lot of things by sheer force. But you also do like, like when you make guitars, that's very like detailed work. Yeah, it is. But also like, you know, I mean, there's one right there that I'm looking at that I'm, that I've been looking at while we were recording. And I was just thinking about the, uh, the neck plate that I somehow managed to bend with force. I just, I don't know how I did it, but I did it anyway. Anyway. <laughs> All right. This is from Sindhu. Hi, Matt and Dory. Longtime listener, first time emailer. I have an almost 12 month old baby boy, Vinay. I've learned a lot from you on parenting, <clears throat> safe sleep, rye, etc. We are planning to have a zoom birthday party for Vinay. Nice. Friends and family spread all over the world. Any recommendations or watchouts based on your experience organizing Henry's party? How did you pick the guest list? What is an appropriate number of people to be invited before it becomes a huge chaos? What was the agenda? Did everyone speak? Did everyone on the guest list know each other? I'm an introvert, and the thought of organizing this party is stressing me out. I must admit it is less stressful than organizing an in-person birthday party. Sure. Since my husband and I are both introverts. Thanks for all you do. Love to Henry and Bo. Regards, Sindhu. 1,500 square feet in the Bay Area. Two adults and an almost one-year-old. Well, Sindhu. Uh, Sindhu, let me tell you, these Zoom birthdays are the way parties should always be from <laughs> now on. Oh, my God. Clean up. Minimal. Time of party. 20 minutes, if that. Uh, excitement of child. The same. Uh, people in your house. Just the family. It's really the way parties should always go from now on. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So what Matt was saying, I feel like you are picturing and like an not an adult birthday party, but you're picturing a normal length birthday party as if you were doing it IRL. These Zoom birthday parties for babies last, like Matt was saying, maybe 20 minutes. Maybe. Essentially. I've been like, to ones that last five minutes. It's the attention span of the one-year-old child. Yes. Or however old your your, your child is. And, uh, you know, probably, you know, if you say you've, you've, you've learned a lot of parenting from us, then you're probably a person who... It doesn't give the kids screen time. So the birthday party screen time will be fascination enough to hold their attention for 15 minutes. So what we did is we had people send um, little videos wishing Henry a happy birthday. And then I put them together into a compilation. However, I did not watch the compilation before the party. And I had that it had like gotten messed up in the encoding. So stopped after a few minutes which was kind of a bummer so i would say if you do that watch the video first make sure that you've done it correctly um but that was fun and that took up a few minutes and henry actually really enjoyed that he loved like seeing other babies on the screen yeah um and also gave everybody sort of a, a moment to say something or whatever yeah. and because could- i wouldn't let people talk during the party on purpose well it's just like it's chaotic if there's like 40 people on a zoom well let's talk about how many people that was another question that that Sanu had so one thing that i that other people i know have done we did not do this is they have done a small zoom just for family where they do like the cake and maybe open presents from family yeah and then they do a second zoom with friends yeah so Sanu, if you've got like you know family spread everywhere you can pick a nice time that sort of lands in your your probably your afternoon and their their evening, and uh, I would say really I want to invite everyone in your family that you 
are reasonably close with. And then I'd pick five, maybe five babies and parents. And since you'll be in charge of the Zoom meeting, you can mute everybody. Yeah. And you can also, you know, stagger them in if you want to have like your family come for the first five minutes and then, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But again, no one expects these to last an hour. No. No one wants them to last an hour. No. So it's going to be 15 or 20 minutes of a great time for your baby. Yeah. You don't, yeah. What we did is have the, we, have the kid eat the cake on have the camera. The, yeah. Have the kid eat the cake. If you're doing a video, you can show the video or not. Um, you can sing happy birthday, but you can't, if you have everyone on at it the same time, it up. won't sync. So you might as well just mute everyone and then they can sing on their own. So like everyone's singing happy birthday to them, to the, to Vinay, but yeah. you don't have to hear everyone. Um, and then, you know, you can say a little something, thank everyone for coming and done and done. Yeah. And, 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 and when you're done, you're going to have to like clean up a plate <laughs> cake. and then your kid's going to be like, that was delightful. I don't know any better. It's true. So no bounce houses. I mean, this is just the wave of the future. We did kind of luck out with having such a such young kids because if you have like a six year old who's used to it, who's used to it, and uh, was excited for their party, that's kind of a bummer for them. But this, they don't know any better. It was really that was great. That was good advice there from us. We did a great job right there. Yeah, we did again. Good job, us. Fifteen twenty minutes. Don't worry about it. It's great for introverts too. Yeah. And then you could do like gallery view and let everybody just see a whole screen of people waving at the kid and it'll be fun. You could take a picture of the screen. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, that about does it for this week. Reminder, please Why send so us. short, because, everyone? Because people didn't send us enough emails and voicemails. That's exactly right. So, so we'd like to have too many next week. Yep. And uh, we'd like to be able to not read your email. This week, though, I appreciate you giving me a shorter recording on Father's Day. Thank you, everybody. But now that that's out of the way, you may return to your normal emailing habits. Uh, so thank you. If you need more of us, there's more out there on Patreon. You can support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Get the back catalog. There's uh, We do two a month, and we've been doing it for a couple of years. So uh, there's probably like 50 or so more episodes over there. And those are off-topic randos. Um, we're talking about everything from... More Disney food bloggage to uh, my Vegas tips to uh, Dory's writing tips. It's all it's all there. You can ask us anything. That is true. You can also ask us anything in a regular email too. No problem. Um, but thank you to the fall. You get your name. If you at the $5 level and above, you will get your name mentioned on the podcast each month. And uh, it's our little way of saying thank you. So out of the way. Thank you, Robert Olson. Sabrina Stern. Uh, Sadie Massa, thank you. Sandra M. Sarah Prager. Sarah Lewis. Sarah Swift. Shari Olson. SJV. Stephen Azar. Uh, Tanya Kuchemin. The Holterman Clan. The Kembles. Tracy Jury. Wolf Fox. Amanda Schramm. Uh, Anonymous in Brooklyn. Ainsley. Bradley Johnson. Brian Gusky. Uh, Christina. Claire Dealey. I can't see. Crescent Martin. Danielle Nusiforo. Guys, I don't have my glasses on because Henry eats them. Uh, Deanna McLean. Eliza. Freya. 
Freya? Oh, we skipped Elizabeth Kamani. Oh, you scrolled. It was crazy. Sorry. Elizabeth Kamani, I apologize. Freya. Uh, Gita Drury, thank Holly you. Holly Purpura. Jane Ennis. Jennifer T. Brennan. Jenny Fick. Joanna Reinwald. Jordan Hamesley. Kaylee Hendrickson. Uh, Karen Perelman. Katie Combs Pritchard. Katie Joyner. Carrie L. Kristen Anderson. Christine Kelly. Laura. Laura Bennett. Lauren K. Lauren Schultz. Laura Lynn Nugent. Mara Fast. Maria Bishop. And Marina Breed. Oh, thank you. I somehow I think I follow Maria Bishop on Instagram somehow. Uh, adorable uh, IVF ch- ch- babies. Oh, yeah. Well, thank, thank you, Maria. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying. Uh, so everyone, appreciate all of the listening you've been doing the past uh, God knows how many years, and I. Really appreciate that you made this a shorter recording for Father's Day. It's really the greatest gift. Dory, what is the thing I asked for on Father's Day? You he, said, what do you want to do for Father's Day? You said you wanted to record the podcast on Saturday. <laughs> I said not record the podcast yeah. on Father's Day. Yes. Next best thing? Record a short podcast. emails. <laughs> good emails. We did get good emails. And some quality content. Yep. So thank yep, you, everybody. Yep. All right, everyone. We will talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.